Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome back to a, another edition of the Ganbari Monthly and a fourth roundup. Uh, this time it's just me and Mask. Uh, Maddie is off on a venture. I have her MVPs and matches and stuff that we'll get to at the end. I'm sure she left a message, but uh, it's just me and Mask going solo, talking about the month of August as well as the first week of September in Ganpro. Um Lots and lots of stuff going on, and we're actually going to talk a little bit at the end before we close off of here about the Shinjuku face on 10-1 because, uh, well, we can't really preview it because uh, we're going to be doing the Ganjo show that's happening this month and the 10-1 show and Shinjuku face on the same episode because the Ganjo show is the only other show that's happening this month uh, in Ganpro, but... uh. Ask any thoughts about uh, the month of August before we actually dive into everything? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this was a stacked month in terms of title matches. Um, we had an ice ribbon title defense on the Gonjo show. Um, we had a Spirit of Gonbury t- uh, title defense on the September show. Um so we just had a lot of title stuff. So, you know, hence why this is, you know, pretty loaded compared to, to other episodes. Um, but there was, a, I think there was a lot of, I don't want to, I, I shouldn't say uh, like sleepers, but I think like there was a lot of matches that you looked, that you looked at them and you're like, oh, you know, like this will be fine, but you weren't expecting too much of it. And you yeah. kind of got more than you were hoping which you know obviously is always good you know yeah and i mean there's there's a lot of matches that surprise me especially on the ganjo show uh which of course is the preference this is always our opinion you may feel differently about the matches but for me at least uh exceeded a lot of expectations and there were some matches that uh you know i kind of expected more from as far as throughout this month but um yeah, I mean, I think all of this was a good little month. Uh, like I said, everything after Oda Ward is vital uh, as we head toward the rest of the year. So, uh, and I think since Oda Ward, they've actually done, I don't want to say, I want to say the booking's a lot better since than it was pre Oda Ward, simply because uh, the relaunch of Ganjo was in its infancy and it was really, they were, they were trying to make it work, but it was still like, okay, what is this brand going to be without Mocha, without Yuna? Now it's a lot clearer. They started up the Ice Ribbon partnership, which really, really good, um, which we'll talk about that later because uh, we, we kind of talked about it before we started recording, but I have some thoughts on that. But um, so started up an Ice Ribbon partnership. Uh, the Kodaka run isn't as bad as I was fearing that it possibly could be. Uh, not only that, but we got the ta- we got actual tag titles now. They're you know in the rotation, and uh, we're seeing a lot of people really raise their stock. We talked about Mike Gucci in the first year, and I think a lot of people are raising their stock now and going into the rest of this year. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. Without any further ado, let's hop into the first show of the month which was the Ganjo Battle uh, Garega. I probably did not pronounce that right whatsoever, but whatever. Uh, tw- 2023. Um, this was in uh, Itabashi Green Hall, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know you usually have cage matchup whenever we record, so I was like, this is... All right. 
Um, but in the opener of this uh, show, uh, we had uh, Miyako Matsumoto take on Bunny Okawa. Uh, we got Bunny Okawa on one of those 360 MLW deals where we said, okay, if you work in <laughs> Ganjo, uh, we might let you work on Pro, but we'll see about that, man. I don't know. Uh, so we got her locked in for life. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, also, I, I I love Miyako Matsumoto singles matches just because we get to hear a theme song. I'm so happy. Ah, it's beautiful times. Um, I actually like this one a lot. Uh, I think my biggest complaint about Bunny thus far in her run is she's only had two matches. So, the, you know, I'm not going to be super harsh on her. She's only had two matches in the under the brand and in the company. Uh, because I know Gonjo is a separate brand, but it's it's all gone, bro. Um, there's just no sound or impact whenever she throws strikes. And that really annoys me when people do that, especially when they throw kicks and it just makes no sound whatsoever. It really bugs me. But uh, she's a good she's a good wrestler. Uh, her submission stuff is cool. Uh, she did a leg assisted uh, stretch plum move into into like this uh, transition into an arm bar that was really sick. Um, I love Miyako Matsumoto's top rope octopus hold because it's like Tajiri's tarantula. You can't even win with it, but it just looks cool, so she just does it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Miyako started piecing Bunny up at one point, started hitting her hard as shit, and that made Bunny hit back even harder, and her strike started to make sound. I was like, oh my god, that's what I wanted. I said, good stuff, Bunny. Uh, Miyako won, though, uh, with the move she invented, the Angel's Wings. Yeah. Um, I had a couple notes about this. Um, I think this was like early on in the match. Uh, I said ass attacks backfired on Banny because I think she like went for something. Oh and, yeah, uh, hip attack. Over. Yeah, she went for the hip attacks and like I think Miyako like kicked her. Uh, <clears throat> I don't remember who did this. I'm assuming it was probably Banny. Um, it's like every I said every time I see a Boston crab, I think about how much better it could be if it was a lion tamer. Uh, <laughs> it's like I, it's like listen, man, Boston crabs are cool, but lion tamers are better. Um, a convoluted armbar transition from Banny that I thought looked pretty funny. Uh, Miyako, the true technical wizard. Um, uh, Banny almost had her with a weird spider pin. <laughs> my last note. Yeah. My last note is should never become an official roster member, Banny. Now you'll never win again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like I said, she's locked on that MLW 360 deal, so we'll have her work a uh, Gone Pro Fusion later on, and um, we'll see if. <laughs> She she's worth the call up. We'll throw, we'll throw her out there. Uh, her Dan the dad versus uh Imanari and the hairy dude from PPP Tokyo, and we'll see what's happening. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we head to the second match of the night, which is the Ice Ribbon Offer match. Uh, Ibuki Hoshi and Kaho Matsushita versus y- uh, Yappy. I knew I was gonna say Yappy whenever we. T- I saw Yappy with her on the show. I said, I bet you like $5. I'm going to mix her and Yappy up at some point. Um, and Sukina Umino, who uh, some people might know from previously being a member of Wave. I forgot her name in Wave, but uh, Umino, she, that's her name in Ice Ribbon. I don't have a lot of notes uh, for this because I was kind of just watching and just vibing out. Uh, but Ibuki Hoshi notoriously has some nasty chops. But uh, Umino, whenever they started trading chops, Umino was laying them in. I was like, okay. Uh, they had a nice little back and forth. And I was like, I don't know if they've had a singles, but they should really have one. And it should be on our show so I can watch it. <laughs> um, this, Like I said, this chop exchange was brutal. Then all I had after that was a Buki Beats uh, Umino and a fun one. with uh, I think it's called the Final of Booming. It's like a crucifix driver. 
really, really fun. Like I said, uh, they've kind of locked into this partnership with Ice Ribbon uh, and, you know, kind of done away with the Gato Move partnership, although it can always reappear at any time. I like the Ice Ribbon partnership a lot more than the Gato Move one uh, because quality-wise, if you're not getting May, it's just like... The quality... Com- I don't want to say it's bad because uh, Sayaka's sick. Uh, Saka over here, that is. Um, uh, regular Sayaka is also cool. Um, and uh, shit, I can't remember her name, but she's also good. Um, but the quality compared to what you get out of an Ice Ribbon partnership with people like on such a high level as Ibuki and Kaho, then even Amino and Yapi, who were who uh, both good in this one, uh, it's just night and day. It's just a lot better for these uh, Ganja shows to stay rocking with this partnership. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 we, again, we talked about it like off stream, but like, yeah, I just think I just think the Ice Ribbon has that uh, a deeper like depth of high level talent. Um, so it's like you know, even if you're not, you know, even like as you said with with Gato movies, like if you're missing, <clears throat> if you miss May, you feel like oh, should I even bring anybody else in? Whereas with you know Ice Ribbon, it's like oh, if I don't get Hoshi, you know, I can still get you know so and so. Um, and still really have a a complete card or or a really good match. Um, uh, not only yeah. that, not not only that. Like we talked about it every time we've watched a Gato Move offer match on the show, where it's just like, oh, this has just been fine. And then anytime we see a nice ribbon talent on uh, these uh, got or not Gato Move uh, Ganjo shows, we're just like, oh my god, they're like so good. <laughs> so like it's just the stark contrast. <laughs> Yeah, like I even I even had that for the for the tag match. Like I had some notes. Uh, I said Hoshi had some fucking gross boot scrapes early on in this. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just fucking gnarly. Um, I was very excited to see Yappy because I, I you know I knew I've seen her in Ice Ribbon before and I've I know her from Twitter and stuff and she's she's really cool. Uh, you know, really helpful in like the English yeah. translation for for English fans and stuff. So not uh, only she, that. She's always uh... cool to see. Uh, remember her like saying she really wanted to work uh, Gone Pro more, and uh, yeah. So I'm glad that they, you know, let her work Gone Pro more. Yeah. Um, there was a Bronco Buster on the ropes, which was wild. I was like, I thought that was going to be in the Natsu match, but okay. Um, I just had Chop City in all caps when they were chopping the shit out of each other. Um, and then yeah, I just said no. They just beat each other's ass. That was very fun because it was yeah, it was a, it was a very fun tag match. I thought. Um, I, I just think it yeah, did everybody... what an offer match is supposed to do. It gets you intrigued about the people involved and want to see more from the company. Yeah, exactly. That's like, the you, point of an offer match, and they nailed it. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, oh, like maybe I'll watch an ice ribbon show, or like maybe I, you know, you know, keep it, you know, keep paying attention to like, you know, this person or that person because they did really well. So yeah, I agree. I think it, it did its job and I think it was uh it had a really good place on this card. I think it was uh it it did its job. It was good. Well said, well said. Uh next we head into a singles match because we cannot escape this eel. Bro, every uh, fucking time I see her, every single time, just something else. It feels like everything I watch in Nagi South is just there. <laughs> Every time, bro. I went on vacation a few months ago and Nagi Sayaka was there. And it's, you know. Um, but next up we had uh Yoshika Hasegawa Yapi versus uh Nagi Sayaka. Uh I will say 
this is probably the first Unagi like singles outing that I've actually enjoyed, probably since the Itsukumi Aroha single she had in Marvelous. Um, I said uh, the slap from basically there was a turning point in this match, and that turning point was when it got really quiet and Yappy slapped the absolute dog shit out of Unagi. <laughs> I posted the video on Twitter, but she she let her have it, and then that like put a fire on Unagi, and they started cooking a little bit toward the end. Um, and I even said from their own, they're actually putting together a really fun match. Um, Unagi does the sliding U, which is a Masato Tanaka sliding V that she got when they faced in a fire festival. It still doesn't look great, but I do like it as a finish because I love Masato Tanaka. Uh, she just had more impact on it. I probably would have loved this match even more than I did. Um, like I said, the match exceeded my expectations, so I don't have any complaints on that front. Um. I just had a couple of notes. They were all about how I don't like Unagi, so that's fun. <laughs> um, Go ahead. I said, work the leg, brother. I want this eel walking on crutches. Um, I said, shitty frog splash. Don't ever disrespect Eel around like that ever again. Uh, I said, I said the only good thing about Unagi is I know when she shows up, she's going to cut a promo and I can skip right over it. Dude, Unagi cuts a promo after every match she hasn't gone pro, and I don't really know why. Like, every single time. I don't know why it is. She just, like, because, like, whenever I watch these matches on, on VOD, it's, like, because, like, you know, they'll have, like, uh on Wrestling Universe, it's, like, they'll have, like, a, on their, like, sections on the video where it's, yeah. like, this match is during this time, but it doesn't always end, you know, right where it says. It's, like, sometimes, you know, people have yeah. uh, promos or, you know, like, Especially like after title matches, like whenever Kadaka wins, like he'll have like a whole like segment afterwards or something. Yeah, so it's like, like he's so got I a always, ten like, minute town hall after. Yeah, so I always like I always like you know before the match starts, I always like look like when exactly it ends, so I know how much I'm in for. Um, which I mean, I could just look at cage match, but um, but yeah, so like I looked at it and I was like, yep, I know right as that pin happens, brother, I'm skipping. <laughs> The thing is, I thought she was just going to leave. And then and she grabbed the mic. I was like, oh, my God, brother. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and skip this because we, we, you know, we're already over that. Um, but, you know, like I said, I wasn't offended by this match. I actually thought it was really fun after that uh, Yappy slap. They started to cook a little bit. Next up, speaking of uh, exceeding my expectations, uh, even though my Yuki is involved in you know, she's good. Um, we had Natsusumi Rei in Liara versus uh, Mayuki and Alex Lee. I literally the first sentence I have is, "How is this the semi main?" Um, I was shocked by that too. Yeah, I was just like, "How?" Um, but uh, Riara looks very happy getting to team with Natsu, so I'm glad that they're doing that because uh, Natsu's a polarizing figure, especially amongst Yoshi fans. But I don't mind her in tag settings, especially in uh, this one with Riara because Riara is not coming out here to have work rate tag team. She's, she, she's not coming out here to have FTR versus American Alpha from TakeOver. She's not doing that. She's just learning. Um, uh, so I really like them together. Plus, I think they have a fun dynamic. Uh, and I said, unfortunately for Riara, the night Alice Lee starts laying in her kicks hard is the night she teams up with Maya Yuki. So Riara had herself a rough night because <laughs> Maya Yuki, <laughs> she's she not holding nothing back on them kicks. And uh, they were doing a number on Riara. As a matter of fact, 
after this next thing I'm going to talk about, uh, my UV terrifies me. Um, I yelled out, uh, this is when Natsu grabbed the skull in on my ass. It's skull in with the champagne pour because um, uh, while she had the dragon sleeper in, we are poured like champagne on her. I didn't know that bottle actually had stuff in it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> um, but I said it was disrespectful. And then I was like, yeah, she shouldn't have poured that champagne on Maya because after that, Maya started beating the brace off of her with the most <laughs> evil look in her face. And it made for one of Riara's best performances today because she was such a, like, she was like a Ricky Morton here because you wanted her to overcome the odds so bad. She, but she was just getting worked on at that point. And uh, Maya eventually gets her to tap out, but yeah. I got scared for her for a second because I thought Maya's really finna give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought yeah, I definitely agree in the sense of like I thought this was better, way better than I was expecting because not only did I, you know, not only did I saw it was semi main, I saw how much time this got, and I was yeah. like, listen, I was like, Riara, you know, you know, she's fine. She, you know, everybody, she's, she, everybody in this did really well. Alexi, like I said, she did really well. Natsu did really well as the hot tag person uh, for this Riara attack, which is a good spot for her. And like I said, Riara had her best performance to date, in my opinion. And she was such a good baby face in here. She has like so. The only other match we we're gonna review of hers in a second. She has another good baby face performance, but this is really like legitimately her best performance in her very short career. It's like really, really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I always think she's going to do a Mishinoku driver when she goes to do her body slam. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, because she, yeah, she, like, she, like, like her stand, the stand. She, she does the, like, suplex funny. grab where, like, Taka, whenever he does it. Um, no, it's uh, Zach Saber Jr. who, whenever he does it, he'll grab him, like, a suplex and, like, lift him up and just dump him on their head. So, like, I always think she's going to do a Mishinoku driver. <laughs> and I was yeah, just like, she, she got to like that? She got it like that. Um, I had a couple, a couple notes about this. Uh, I had, I just had it uh, at the beginning in all caps. The whip is out. Um, then I had, did have a thing about uh, the spot with the wine. I said, uh, Riara is waterboarding Maya with wine. Is Natsu had her on the ropes? Uh, that was gold. Um. There was I there's a second in this match where I think I don't remember who I'm assuming it was probably Riara. Um where fucking Maya hits like an STO and there's like a really like it's like a 2.999 count. I really thought Maya was gonna win off an STO for a second. I was like, yo, what is this the fucking nineteen thirties? Hey, hey, um, hey, put some respect <laughs> on the everything is evil, okay? Hey man, fair enough. Um, and then I just said Maya just murdered Riara, rest in peace, which she did. Yeah, that's a tough break. Like I said, I got legitimately scared for a minute because Maya's look on her face was like, it was crazy. I thought she was going to, like I said, I thought she was going to go in. <laughs> I, was, I thought that champagne pour was the turning point for her. Um, then we get to the main event. Uh, we had an Ice Cross Infinity title match as the champion. Yuri defended against Ami Manase. Uh, this is a little weird because, like, once we got toward the end, it got to get, like, good. But, like, during the lead-up to the, like, closing moments and the, uh, like, last three or so minutes, it was, like, an odd match. It's, like, one of the rare cases where I thought the Ami Manase gimmick hampered uh, uh, Amakura more than it, you know, helped her with the crowd necessarily, especially in this title match. Um, 
it was just, I don't know, it was just odd. Like I said, I thought it was fine in the lead up, but like, that's, I, with these two involved, I wasn't expecting just like fine until we got to the three minutes. I expected like, oh, it's going to be like good all the way throughout. Uh, with that being said, whenever it did get to that last three minutes, it got really good and I was happy with how the match turned out. Uh, they started to like really, really go at it. Um, Ami uh, started targeting Yuri's legs earlier on and then Yuri became like even bigger with me because after every kick she did from there on out, she sold the leg that was worked on. That's just wrestling 101 that people just neglect. Um, so that popped me all, all the way. Um, and of course, you know, uh, I have to say Yuri is definitely by far the greatest wrestler ever to do the Swanton Bomb and she uh, beats Ami <laughs> Manase with it and retains. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree because um, I remember watching this and I was just like, and you know, seeing the match, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm very excited because, you know, uh, Manase had, uh, you know, been really good um, on the Ganjo shows. And obviously, Yori has been fantastic. So I was like, you know, I was very excited to see this. Hmm. And just fe- just left kind of feeling like, oh, you know, it's okay. Um, you know, and obviously, this ended up being her, uh, Yuri's last uh, match before she dropped it to Ibuki Hoshi. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, she, um, she dropped it like maybe a couple weeks after. Yeah, I was going to say like a, a week or two afterwards. Um but yeah, um, it it was an it was an all right match. Um, I I definitely think they have a better singles match in them, uh, and you know hopefully we do get to see that sometime down the line, uh, because I think they're I think they're both better than that match shows. Um, but uh, you know you already got the win. I can't be mad at it. Uh, had a couple notes. Uh. Good piece of story where uh, Amy works the leg of Yuri and Yuri trying to throw the kicks but hurting herself in the process. I thought that was really cool. Um, there's a fucked up German suplex, and then I just had an all cap swanton for the win because it's so very rare that it hits, let alone for a win. Yeah, I mean she had a flush here. I was like, hey, there we go. Yeah, it was dope. It worked. It worked well. Yeah, unfortunately, um, all good things. Must come to an end, as you like you said. Uh, Yuri lost her title, and it's just it's a it's a sad day for wrestling. It's a sad day, you know. Buki Hoshi, all due respect, but you know, you just not you just not who you you're not Yuri, you know. I think we need a recount. <laughs> I think a shoulder might have been out. <laughs> she wasn't ready, bro. She wasn't ready. I think Yuri applied for load management and Ice Ribbon neglected to give her her Kawhi Leonard rights and it just <laughs> didn't work out. Um, <laughs> next up, we head to the uh, Parktown shopping uh, event uh, show that they had. I think it was, uh, wh- where was the place? Was it like uh, Tona Kazawa? Kazawa. Yes. But I know it was called like the Parktown shopping street or something um, yeah, yeah. um i don't really know why they ran here i have to imagine it's like taisuke she's from the area or something because anytime they were out he had the mic so uh that's just my assumption um but i do like this venue like this uh the shopping center i love like everything about the show and i need them to run here more 
less basement monster more running this shopping center <laughs> yeah i think i think it it's just it, it looks and it's just, very it's tiny like, i can yeah, tell like the ring smaller like it's 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 basically the same ring they use in monster because it's a smaller venue uh but like in monster you really can't tell it because of the camera view from either if you're watching on youtube or on wrestling universe you really can't tell how small the ring actually is but like with how they filmed this show it was like so obvious of how tiny it was Mm. yeah and the thing about it is like even if like the venue is small and the ring is small it it almost because of it being like an outdoor venue feels more spacious than a monster where it's like I feel claustrophobic looking at that motherfucker you know like I just feel so cramped in that shit while while with that one it's like oh no you know you can walk around and shit you know so I I, I do definitely prefer it to monster I assume it's monster is probably just cheap as fuck to run so that's why they run it all the time but yeah I mean they probably have to go through a bunch of stuff to like actually do the show uh the shopping center and all that can't imagine you just can go to the shopping center and just set up a ring and like, all right, we're doing this here. Um, but uh, first match of the night, uh, Romance Dawn are teaming up again as they take on Hartley Jackson and go to Hashi. Uh, few people I hate more than someone to cow in Romance Dawn gear. <laughs> Get these pants away, man. Um. Gota pulled the Harada thing where he lost immediately and then demanded a restart. And they traded partners after he gifted Soma a beer. So it became Soma and Ihashi versus Shota and Hartley for whatever reason. Um, there was some good stuff between Shota and Soma in the restart, like lots of good back and forth, uh, which is crazy. Like I said, they are a lot better facing each other than they are teaming with each other. It's kind of insane. Uh, Goda spiked Hartley on his head with a body slam because Hartley was just too big for him to try to body slam, so he just dumps him on his head. Um, Hartley got the win after a flurry from all three men because Goda and Hashi kept on hitting Soma Takao, and they just all beat him up. <laughs> yeah, um... I I thought this was I thought this was okay. You know, it was a it was a fun little fun little comedy opener, you know. Uh did did what it needed to do. Um fans enjoyed it, so it it was fine. Um I don't think I, I don't I literally have zero notes on this. So I'm just like uh, just kinda how I you know what I what I liked about the match. It was it was fun. Um you know, very short, uh to the point. You know, you can't get nothing you can really complain about, you know. Couldn't agree more. Then uh, we head into the second match. Uh, there was only three matches on the show. I'm just not realizing that. Um, and I just want to preference before we get to the main event that Imanari was in none of these matches. I just want everybody to keep that thought in mind. Um, <laughs> he was there, but he was not in any of these matches. Um, next up, we had Shucho Katsumura, Riara, and Harakaze, um, the deadliest shooters around, taking on uh, Shin- Shinichiro Tomonaga, Yuri, and Yapi. They came out to the OG Geese Howard theme. Uh, Tomonaga used it like once for um, his Takaiwa challenge, and it's very odd that he just decided to use it here. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't have the audio track for the version he uses. <laughs> um, 
But uh, Katsumar is a war criminal because he immediately asked Yuri where her belt was because this was after she lost. Um, <laughs> what a dick, man. <laughs> uh, it was funny. So basically, um, Katsumara wanted to start the match with Tomonaga because Tomonaga's challenging for the uh, Spirit of God Mario title. And Tomonaga was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and he was like, all right, Yapi, you go. And then Yap, uh, Yapi's encouraged to go by uh, Kiri and Tomonaga. Uh, Yapi went off to a fast start, but Katsumara took her down to the ground and overwhelmed her with so many different submissions. Every time she tried to reach for the rope using a limb, he would grab that limb and turn it into another submission. It was crazy stuff, man. Katsumara's <laughs> the man. Um, like I said, he had a hole ready for like every movement she made. Like I said, y'all need to at least see that. Katsumara's the man. Um, Tomonaga would not tag in until Horikaze got the tag because... <laughs> So Katsumura, after he overwhelms Yapi, uh, he wants Tomonaga to come in, and Yapi goes to tag him, and he just goes, okay, Yuri, you go. And Yuri goes, and she gets worked over by Tom uh, not Tomonaga, Katsumura. But then Katsumura tags in the Harakaze. Tomonaga gladly tags in and starts beating up Harakaze. <laughs> um, <laughs> just excellent. This match is just pure vibes. This is this is lovely. Um, Yuri did this like sick ddt style bulldog variant like she did a bulldog but they were facing her like a ddt it was really nice i, I haven't seen a bulldog done like that before so i liked it um the breakdown sequence was great as always uh all gone pro trios matches have really good breakdown sequences where everything just goes to complete chaos uh same thing here yuri beating rear with the fisherman is crazy because she has never beaten anybody with that <laughs> Uh, but hey, she did it here, so shouts out. Yeah, um, uh, you know, as I said, like this was a this was a very fun match. I think, um, it showcased it showcased everybody pretty well. Um, I had in the I had in the notes uh, that Yuri wants all the smoke. Um, that was during the little flurry she had when uh, the match started. Um, until she got her ass beat. Um. And I think there was uh to to your point about like you know Tomonaga not wanting to start the match. Uh when he comes into the match, uh like the like the, there was like a slight boo from the people in the crowd. And like Tomonaga was like Yeah, because he punched Arakase in the face. <laughs> people were before pissed at him. And he was like confused. And I thought that was, I thought that was funny as hell. Um yeah, um overall I thought this was a, a really fun tag match. I think, uh, you know, Yuri gets a win after losing the bell, which is like, you know, not in the same canon. They're different companies, but still uh, getting a win here in a in a nice little tag match. Uh, good stuff. Uh, continues a, a pretty fun little a little pretty fun little card. So. I agree. I agree. Speaking of fun, we get to the main event. Unk is back. Uh, we had uh, Tatsuto Takaiwa, Mizuki Watase, and Mune, the absolute dream team, taking on Kenoka, Sayamura Hashi, who I had, when was the last time Sayamura Hashi went gone pro? Had to be during Hartley's run, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. He hasn't been here for, for a bit. Yeah. Um, last time off the top of my head, I remember him in gone pros. He was teaming up with Hartley when Hartley was a champ. Um, so that was a while ago. Jeez. Um, that was last year, actually. Jesus God, he's been yeah, gone been a, a while. That's a, yeah, been a while then, yeah. 
Hartley's run didn't feel like it was last year, but I know it's so like it's so wild that it's like it's actually been a year now. Yeah, it did. It just felt like it was like earlier this year, but no, yeah. Um, teaming up also with Kaisuke Ishii, Ishii and Unk starting off. Just this is just what pro wrestling is all about, baby. This is just this is just the piece. We, we were we were robbed of a Kaisuke Ishii title challenge whenever he. Whenever Takaiwa was champ, I don't know how we didn't ever get it. Uh, hopefully, they're just saving it for when Ishia drops Kadaka on his head and takes the belt. Uh, but God, I don't know how we didn't get it. Oh, okay. Oh, here's the note. I have the note, so I was right. Uh, Kaisuke Ishii drags Mune into a store in the shopping mall and body slams him on the floor, and like some ladies just behind the counter. <laughs> um, I have. Why is Imanari wrestling now? Because when they pan back from. Ishii's slamming Mune on the ground of this door. Imanari is in the ring wrestling and he's not in this match. He's just, he's doing a whole comeback and it's just like, I don't know what happened. Um, And then while he's fighting, everybody's fighting in the ring now, except for Mune and Kaisuke Ishii who have gone onto this balcony. And I was like, is anyone else seeing Kaisuke trying to dump Mune off of this balcony to his death? (laughs) Uh, No need to worry, though, because Mune just swan swan dives off this balcony anyway onto everybody in the ring on 2007 Kurt Angle shit. Um, Takaiwa just did the oldest set of machine gun shots I've ever seen because he was so hunched over. (laughs) And (laughs) it was the most uncle-looking machine gun shots I've ever seen. Uh, loved him. Uh, this match is bumping for no reason whatsoever. And then I have an all caps Mune because the finish he had uh Kaisuke Ishii for a German and then Takaiwa Lariat uh Ishii and he hit them with and Mune hit him with the German and he got the win. Big, big win for Mune. God, what perfect, perfect main event. I love this match so much. Uh, Mune getting a win over Kaisuke Ishii is big. Uh, so like, like I was alluding to earlier about how my, how my Gucci had a big first half of the year. Mune could have a big second half of the year. If they're going to start giving him wins like this. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a huge win for him. And I agree. I think, I think this match, this match really fucking, uh, this match ruled. Um, let me get my notes. Um, I said, uh, "Damn, why did why did no one shake Mune's hand?" I was like, "Damn, it's fucked up." Um, Ichi and Takawa starting off this is a real, uh, real grapes, uh, not real graps because my uh, <laughs> my laptop wanted to change it, so real grapes it is. Um, uh, I like how uh, Saya's gear just says his name and then muscle mass on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I said, not nah, Ishii and Mune beeping in the convenience store. Um, I just said, how Imanari getting this? Um, then once fucking Mune does a dive, like, I know they're on the same team, but it was still funny. Like, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you see those dive spots and everybody catches, and, like, everybody falls down or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so Mune does the dive, and Takaiwa just doesn't catch. He just kind of stands to the side. You don't get paid so, for this, man. He said, I, I just said, I love how Takaiwa's like, yeah, I'm not taking that when Mune did the dive. Um, and he, looked down like, at, he looked down at Mune and said, do you know who the first ever IWGP Junior Tag Champions were, son? <laughs> <laughs> no, you young fuck. 
Fuck. Mask almost dies reviewing this match. I'm dying. Damn. Oh, shit. And there was a spot here. I don't remember what the exact spot was, but <clears throat> fucking Saya does like he does something in like the ropes. <clears throat> and he he like almost flexes, but it's it looked like it wasn't intentional. <clears throat> but you see like every muscle in his body ripple. Yeah. <laughs> And I just said, like, Syed doesn't even have to, like, attempt to flex, and he already makes me self-conscious. He's got muscle on top of muscle. It's insane. What's the mo- He's like the fucking anchor arms dude, bro. <laughs> anchor arms. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, th- I thought this was a really fun match, and I think, like, it, it was, you know, ju- like, it was, per- it was perfect for, it was perfect, like, representation of, like, Gone Pro, like, when they do like really, you know, chaotic matches, uh, really chaotic six man tags. I think this is like the perfect representation of that style, and I thought I thought it worked. I thought it worked to perfection. Um, everybody got a shine. Mune wins, which is always cool to see. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I I, I really can't complain. Um, especially with this show because a, um, it was all there. It was all really fun stuff on this show, and B, I think it was just really short too. It wasn't like it wasn't a lot. Like it, I think it was like only like an hour and a half, which is like a fucking blessing sometimes. Oh, I love three match shows. Do more of that. Exactly. Yeah, really good stuff. Then we head into what I didn't know was a basement monster doubleheader. So we did select matches. Um, one of the matches that happened on this day show, we're not going to talk about. We're going to talk about whenever we preview the uh, 10-1 show because that's where the uh, implications are. But um, on the first uh, show, it is I have the name right here. It is called Someday the Day Will Be Dazzling 2023. This show opened up with Tyson Maiguchi versus Kaisuke Ishii, so of course we had to open up with that. And wow, what a match. This is one of those sleeper hits that you get on these Gone Pro shows. Uh, that they, they just kind of happen. It, not by design, yeah. they just end up happening. Uh, yeah, I would love to get this on a Basement Monster because it's like, it feels like <clears throat> unless there was like something super big booked on a Basement Monster, everybody kind of like Half asses, which you know, I, I'm not gonna disrespect if you do is whatever. Especially when like especially when they run like three shows a day. Yeah. I don't I don't want anybody for doing that shit, you know. Um so it's like yeah, I don't I don't I but I was shocked to see this not only on the first show, but like it was on the opener. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Like I said, it it was incredible. Not only that, but like Tyson was tremendous in this one. This is one of his better singles outings since uh his title challenge against Matase. He was perfect here. Um, not only that, Kaisuke gave him a lot, and they were just slugging it out. I love the spot. Uh, so for those who don't know, Kaisuke Shii does this German suplex variation uh, where he is laid up stomach first against the turnbuckles, and his opponents charge at the turnbuckle, and he leapfrogs over them like a no-look style and gets behind them and does a release German suplex. 
This time, well, no, it usually just does a, all the way through German suplex toss. This time he did a release one and just like kind of tossed uh, Maiguchi on his head. And Maiguchi got up and he charged at Maiguchi. I assume he was going to go for his um, spinning heel kick. And Maiguchi just caught him with this nasty bicycle knee that was just disgusting. Um, just good, good stuff. Not only that, but Maiguchi ate like every variation of the pump handle Ishii driver. He got the regular version. He got the jumping version before uh, Ishii finally finished him off with the running jumping version. Yeah, no, I thought I thought just I thought this entire match was was perfect. Um, I couldn't I couldn't like script a better. Uh, match for either. Oh, I shouldn't say for either of these guys, but like really, especially for Meguchi, I think, um, you know, coming off the tag title, you know, run, yeah. I think that's where he really kind of like he had already started to, you know, break out. But I think being that tag and, you know, having the tag power run really kind of showed like where he's at as a performer. And I think getting back in a singles competition, he really showed like, no, he's, he's, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, left leaps and bounds um, since really starting and gone pro full time. Um, and I think, like, you see in this match, like, because I remember, I remember watching this and, like, you know, you see Ishii singles, especially like, against, like, the younger guys, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Ishii's just going to beat his ass, you know, which is like, okay, sure, that's dope. But then, like, I think in this match, it really showed, like, you know, Meguchi could have had him a couple times here. Um, he really, I think that was a, a good little thing to show, like, his growth. Like, not only kicking out of, you know, Ishii's finish, um, but just, like, you know, having Ishii on the ropes himself uh, was was super, super cool. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was, was awesome. I had a couple notes. What did I say? Um, there was a part in this match, you know, I think you mentioned, like, the Ishii, like, uh, leapfrog. But like mm-hmm. when they were running part of that spot, um, Meguchi goes for a leapfrog, and he like kind of slips up, but he's very quick to recover, um, which I think you know you, you you do this like I mean I'm pretty sure they did this match years ago like a year or so ago, but like you go back to like an older match and you rewatch it, it's like I I doubt he makes that same adjustment as quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that an, another like small thing that kind of shows where he's at. Um, uh, Ishii got this fucked up submission where he just suffocates you with his thighs. I thought that was fucked up. You know um, what? You know what my Gucci's finishing frog splash reminds me of? What? When Snoop Dogg did a frog splash on AEW that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. I thought you were going to say... When he when he fucking saved the Miz, uh, saved fucking Shane McMahon's ass. When he <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Maybe Tyson McGucci just Snoop Dogg, but like with proper training. That's awesome. Um, there was also like a spot. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Megucci like lit up Ishii, or no? I think it was no, no, it was Megucci. Megucci lit up Ishii with like a couple strikes in like. A nice little combo. And I I swear to God, there was someone in the crowd that fucking laughed their ass off when that happened. I don't know who it was, (laughs) but I thought that shit was funny as hell. Um, Yeah, my last note was just like, watch this match. Because, yeah, I think think this is 
you said it like a, a great uh representative of those like sleeper matches on these shows that you know you don't really expect it but like you see it and you're like not only is this fucking awesome it's under 15 minutes it's under 10 minutes long it's a very short and sweet sprint that does its job to perfection i think this match is is really fucking good i couldn't agree more uh like i said just go watch this because it is tremendous and it wasn't long at all so Next up, we had the tag match uh, for the Gondro crew as Harakaze and Yuri take on Riara and Natsu Sumire. This is another good uh, Riara babyface performance. Uh, while it's not as crisp as the one uh, from the Gonjo show, it was still a good one for her. Um, not only that, but Natsu has a crazy hot tag in this. She's firing on all. She does a suplex into the corner <laughs> on a basement monster show. She was on one. Um, but this was just a fun little uh, showcase for everyone involved. Um, like the Sriara and Natsu tag team is continuing on. It's it's fun. Um, but uh, like I said, I really don't. Oh wait, Yuri won, of course. Uh, Yuri and Harakaze won, of course. But um, I don't have much to say other than I enjoyed this. It wasn't something you need to go out your way to see by any means, but it was still a very solid showcase, and I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, it's, I I agree. It's not like you know, um, this like you know masterpiece or anything. But I think it. I I whenever we like do the pick matches, you know, like pick matches to watch. I like to watch <clears throat> matches that have like, um, you know, the young guys. I like I like to see Riara. I like to see, uh, you know, Yori or Yapi or um, or Mune and stuff like that because. It's, I like to keep track of the keep track of them, um, especially if they are like you know in something pretty solid. Like I, I saw this and I was like, yeah. Especially after the tag on the gong, I was like, yeah, this can't be, you know, awful, you know, or anything. So I like to keep up with them and, uh, you know, see what see what the future gong um gong pros because it's like, listen, you know, I love Kenoka. I don't need to. I mean, I did we did watch the Kenoka match on this show, but I'm not gonna always pick the Kenoka match because it's like I don't need to watch yeah. the Kenoka match. Um. But I like to see what the kids do. Um, so yeah, I think um, it's overall fun. I think we talked about it before, and uh, you know, just to reiterate, like I do think the this the Natsu Samire and Riara pairing is, I it does. I think it it helps Riara with one of the biggest issues a lot of you know young wrestlers have, and that's having confidence. I think her being paired with someone of that caliber. Or at least someone that is so charismatic and you know a perfect like show show person, um, really helps boost her confidence a lot, and in in, in turn makes a lot of her stuff that you know you like you know she still does have things that kind of look a bit weak, but a lot of her other stuff is starting to really you know take form, and she's starting to really get it together. I think her drop kicks are really coming along, um. And stuff like that. I think she, I, I, I love that she uses the, um, I forget what it's called, but you know, it's the thing where they, you know, put them in a ball. I think that's Paradise Lock. Little... Yeah, yeah, Paradise Lock. The Paradise Lock, where, you know, I think that's a fun little spot that she does. And she's starting to really get stuff together. So, yeah, I think, you know, they, they did fun, they did fun stuff here. Yuri gets to win. You can't, you know, you can't complain. You know what, Riara, just watch some high abusive tapes and then come out here and try some shit, man. 
Can't do it. I mean, shit, man. I'm not. It's still it can't crazy. Hurt. Yeah, it'll probably hurt, but you know, just try. <laughs> um. Uh, but then we get to the main event of the show. Uh, it's a trio's match with Munitatsu Nakamura, Yumihito Minari, Mizuki Watase, taking on Kinoka, Sumitakao, and Nichiro Tomonaga. I don't have a lot of notes for this match, but it was chaotic and fun. Um, for some reason, Tobinaga and Takao beat up Harakaze and Yuri, who are like ringside. <laughs> they drag them in the ring and start body slamming them. Uh, Oka is gushing blood. I don't know what it was from, but he was bleeding a lot. Um, <laughs> like, I don't like last time I saw him in the camera, he wasn't bleeding. And then when he's in the ring, he's just like gushing blood. I was like, what happened? <laughs> um, my favorite moments of this match is when everything went off the rails toward the end and everything broke down. Um, Tomonaga had a sweet transition uh, into the finish, and he locks in the Tomonaga clip. Get clipped, and Mune taps out. <laughs> Just beautiful. Yeah, um, I had a couple notes about this. Uh, I said, oh, hell yeah, we chopping titty. Um, <laughs> I, I also had a note about, uh, I was like, why are they beefing with Harakaze and Yuri? They're not even in the match. Um, I thought that was that was stupid. Oh, but... um, this happened on the uh street mall show. I thought it was in this one, but it wasn't. So, backtracking a little bit, um, in that street mall show, Ken Oka just can't control himself when he faces Mizuki Watase, so he headbutt him as hard as he can. So, I have to imagine that's how he got busted open. And this one is he was outside headbutting Mizuki Watase. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. This <laughs> no. is uh, because there was a spot when they were beefing outside, and they like they were all like you know fighting outside and shit when they were beating up Harakaze and Yuri, and then somehow fucking he gets a fucking box on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, did this man blade in the box? <laughs> That's sick. He's got a like hidden gadget on the inside that just cuts him open. <laughs> Um. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forget what the exact spot was, but I think it was like uh, they like slingshotted Mune into like a splash or something. Oh, they uh flapjacked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- I thought that was cool as hell. Um, and they just said big big Tomonaga dub. You love to see it, especially um you know ahead of his title match uh, later on in the day. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought this was also a really fun like. Uh, fun little six man tag, you know, brawls on the outside, um, you know, big finish. Everybody goes home happy. But yeah, overall, really good match. I thought it was was pretty fun. I agree. I agree. Um, then we have Kamikaze Taxi twenty twenty three, which is the final show we review. Uh, then we will uh, preview the ten one show and then give you our MVPs and suggestions and all that good jazz. Um, so. We only watched two matches from the show. And the first one was Harakaze and Yuri taking on Yapi and Tehanma. Uh, really good stuff in the ring between Yapi and Yuri to start off. They're really starting to mesh uh, more and more as opponents. Uh, it was good to see that. Uh, Harakaze invented shoot style because she got in the ring and just started like tying Yapi up. Uh, Tehanma was doing some really good work in this one with both Harakaze and Yuri, especially the exchange with Yuri at the end led into her getting the win. Uh, she's doing some really good stuff. Her and Harakaze were doing some sit mat work. Um, Harakaze like uh, broke out of uh, Ty's attempt to do the uh, stretch muffler by like kicking her off. 
Um, it was just a really fun match. Uh, good to see Ty in here, especially you know one of Yappy's fellow ex Actress Girls uh, members. I guess you want to, however you want to phrase that, but one of her senpais. Um, like I said, I enjoyed this match. Uh, good to see Tay. Last time I saw her, uh, last time we saw her was on a Ganjo show, and I thought she did well there too. So glad that she somewhat being brought back some. Um, what do you think about this match? Yeah, um, I thought I I always like to see um, I always like to see Tay Hama. Uh, she's always pretty pretty solid in these matches. Um, I do agree. Um. At the uh, Yappi and Yuri, like, you know, kind of building that chemistry as opponents, um, just coming along ever but slowly. But you can just kind of see, like, you know, like this is going to be something that, you know, carries this company for the next couple of years. <clears throat> um, had a couple notes. <clears throat> uh, Yuri uh, catching Yappi, I think, uh, I think because what it was, um, like, Yuri was in the corner. Yappy was like running for a splash or something, but Yuri like catches her in like a German suplex thing, but she's able to like uh, Yappy's able to like escape, um, and like or something like that. Uh, I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> like Tay Hanma like uh like pinches somebody's nose here, <laughs> just like Tay. It was Yuri. The... <laughs> yeah, Yuri. She's like Tay Hanma with the nose based offense. Um, Parakaze. Uh, doing that, uh, that like armbar transition that she does, like yeah, not yeah. quite, quite a La Mystica, but uh, you know, in the same vein as that. Yeah. Uh, I say that she's kind of starting to get that down. It's not looking as uh, clunky and sloppy as it it did on a couple people, um, but it looks good. Um, <laughs> I think Tay Hanma goes for a Brock lock here. But like Harakaze just like kind of kicks her off. And yeah, that's like, what I was alluding to. Yeah, she's just like fuck you. And then I was, and I just added the last, and I was like, well, why the fuck did Yuri tap? God, I was coming. Hey, hey, guy like me not tapping. Guy like me, you know, you know, guy like me, guy like you know? me saying, guy like me giving up, but lying afterwards and saying I was saying give me chocolate. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, we head into the main event of this show, the Spirit of Ganbari World Openweight Championship match as the champion Isami Kodaka takes on the challenger, Shinichiro Tomonaga. Of course, they have a history going back to uh, Union Pro Wrestling, uh, which I believe Kenoka was also involved in. Uh, the Union Max title was the top title there, and uh, Kodaka currently uh, has it in his company. Um uh, like the whole story was just like uh Tomonaga had quit quit union. He had quit wrestling there for a little bit uh before coming back. So like, you know, they had a deep story involved. Uh it was a big fight feel. Uh literally from the entrances. Uh the crowd for the second show was really, really good. Um I like the layout for most of Koda- uh, Kodaka's deep uh title defenses, because it's usually him working over the uh gone pro members so they can, you know, start their babyface comeback because you know, no matter what, he's the outsider, so he should be the one building up the uh, challenger to have a baby face come back, even if he does like end up winning. Um, big Tomonaga call at the beginning. Uh, love to see it. Um, at one point, they're on the outside, and 
Kodaka's down, like, I guess they have, like, an elevated, like, seating area, and Kodaka is down, and Tomonaga just starts grabbing Gonpro wrestlers and tossing them on top of Kodaka. <laughs> just, it was so fucking funny, dog. He, anybody that he could see, Mune smartly was just hiding in the back. <laughs> Everybody he could grab, he was tossing them on him. Um... Tomonaga is such a craftsman. He can do literally anything and find flashy ways to upgrade older moves. He even busts out a half and half here, which was sick. I have an all caps, the Tomonaga clip. Uh, a big part of what makes Tomonaga title challenges so special and fun is his character is not only he's goofy, but there's points he should give up or just not do certain moves because they are too risky. Yeah, he's just too stubborn, so he's not going to give up and he's just going to keep doing stupid moves. Um and then I have the fuck did Kodaka just win with? He like showed him his middle finger and he like passed out. <laughs> yeah, I, the finish was. I did not get the finish. I was. Kind of I confused. thought he did the super kick that uh, he usually wins with, and and then I was just like, how did he win? <laughs> he just like yeah, showed like, him his finger and he's passed out. Yeah, I was like, I was like, did he have like a mist or like I don't I don't know what the fuck he did, but yeah, so, finger uh, fungus in Tomonaga's eyes and he's. Got blinded. I don't know. The finish confused me, but overall, I I, yeah. I didn't. I enjoyed the match, even if like the finish was very very flat. Yeah. Um. Had a had a couple notes on this. Uh, I said Watase trying to get the ref to get Kodaka in the ring, uh, while he was doing the turnbuckle sharpshooter was a good bit because like, fucking Kodaka was like he had like the you know the Bret Hart like sharpshooter on the turnbuckle. And then you can see, like, with Tase in the back, like, talking to the ref, like, hey, yo, get this motherfucker. Like, count this motherfucker out. And he was not with it. Um, uh, Kodaka doing um, doing the forehead to the mat as he has Tomonaga in his submission is crazy work. Um, uh, <laughs> if you form me in the knee, I'm sending a Waffle House employee on you like a Pokemon. <laughs> Because fuck that shit. Um, and then, like, there was, a, there was a bit where, like, they were wrestling on the outside. And, like, I think it was, like, one of them was, like, dragging the other uh, to that side where the where the whole spot with, like, the other golf wrestlers happened. But, like, as they're, as they're dragging, I'm just, like, watching this. And I'm like, this is a small-ass venue. I don't know where y'all think you're going. Like, there's not many places for you to go. Um... And then I just said, uh, not this man using the entire roster as weapons. Uh, and then, yeah, my last note was like, what the fuck was that finish, dog? Yeah. But uh, overall, yeah, no, I, I thought this match was was, was really enjoyable. And I, I think it does uh, follow suit with what we've been talking about, where it's like, I just think Kodaka's run in general has just been a Exceeding lot more. expectations. Yeah, it's been a lot more enjoyable than I assumed it would be. So, you know, a lot of the doom and gloom is has lifted, and I get excited to see uh, his matches, so. I won't go that far. I just have a little more faith in him now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but what happens afterwards, a good transition to talk about the uh, 10-1 Shinjuku face show before we wrap it up with our MVPs and matches and all that. Um, afterwards, uh, Kodaka does his uh, usual 10-minute town hall. Um, where the entire roster interrogates him, and he looks at Watase and goes, Imanari was first. You can respect your elders, and Imanari gets the next challenge at Shinjuku face. Um, first of all, no way Imanari's winning, but second of all, 
the Shinjuku Bay show seems to be a bigger show uh, for them, at least, uh, even though they don't, they haven't really ran Shinjuku Face a lot. Um, so I guess maybe that's why they're treating it as a big deal because there's title, def- there's multiple title defenses and there's another big stakes match that we're going to talk about here shortly. Um, but, you know, if, you know, you're looking to do a decent number in Shinjuku, uh, Imanari title challenge is a good shout. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it'll it'll probably easily be Kodaka's best defense because Imanari is going to be yelling like he's about to die for every <laughs> little thing that happens to him. Um, but I don't know where they go after this defense. It's, it's true. Um, I. I don't know if you know I, this or not, but like October's next month, so we're getting close to the year in court. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close. So to I have end. to imagine the destination is there to end, unless Gonpro gets a big slot in Ultimate Party. Then I have to imagine Kodaka loses there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who the end goal is. I know who it should be, but I don't know who it actually is going to be. It's it's. It's so hard to to like pick their brain because it's like you never know what the, what they're planning or like like you you have an idea but you don't know if that's what they're gonna like. There's so many ways they can go. Like, in I guess my it all head, depends when the next defense is because okay, if they they have spots on Ultimate Party because Ultimate Party is notoriously super fucking long just decade long like show they have like the old if y'all go back in the archives and look at the old ultimate parties that the ddt and the subgroups of ddt used to do them shits used to be like seven hours (laughs) so like so like if they get slots on the show and if they get multiple slots on the show then i can see them doing the title change there but if they're just going to get the what usually happens with Cyberfight is they just kind of give Gonpro a token match like that's what they did at Cyberfight Festival so um, if that's the case then I don't know what they do but no matter what we got to get Kaisuke Ishii this belt about tired it's about <laughs> that time about that time I, I agree it's like <clears throat> depending on where the next big match is um it definitely depends on who faces um i think if they get a wrestle party thing um or, or ultimate party my bad uh, ultimate I, party. Know, I know we threw around Mune as a possible option but right now i am in the camp of yuri should get the belt before Mune does i i, I get that that makes sense um i have unopposed um like i i don't think he will win which like i feel like kind of ruins it if it's at ultimate party but like i feel like it makes sense in a way of like oh you know the face or what or like you know the owner or whatever is like doing kenoka and kodaka at ultimate party let's not man i love you kenoka but please let's not do that <laughs> i feel like they have to do that match at some point yeah, um, but I don't. I mean, they don't have to. 
they don't have to, but I think it like I, I think with the I mean, they could do it, that on like a lead up to Ultimate Party. They could. I just know it's like they got to do that at some point for the belt because the whole story being oh, you know runner Odaka versus Gone Pro, you can't have that. In, I mean, and it, the only the only part of me that thinks it isn't going to happen is because Oka is still doing stuff with, uh, you know, Kumarashi and 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 stuff. So you c- it completely still could not happen. Um, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I just feel like that makes sense. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's the winner. I don't know if Kenoka beats him, but I feel like it just like if that match doesn't happen, it's kind of we odd. could do it. Well, we could do it. Ultimate party is have Hiroshima win the belt, and we do Hiroshima and Kai Shii at the Korokin, and we get back to cooking. <laughs> I mean, man, I'm not opposed. Uh, since we already brought brought up Kenoka. Uh, it's a good transition. On the uh, day show for uh, Basement Monstar, uh, Kumarashi and Shota had a singles match, and Kumarashi big boy Shota crazy style. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, uh, you know, Keno got in the ring and got fucked, and then Kuma, on behalf of himself and Koji Doi, challenged Shota and Kenoka to a tag team hair versus hair match at the 10 1 Shinjuku face show. Oh, Lord. Shota's definitely losing, right? He's like the one that always shakes his head. So, like, he's definitely the one losing, right? Bald <laughs> gonna look so fucking weird. Bald Kenoka would scare me, so I'm not like trying to make that a possibility. <laughs> like, Shota loves to religiously look like Chavo Guerrero, like every other month. So, like, uh, that's why I think he could like lose. Um. Because unless, like, Doikum are around long, long term, I don't see them sacrificing their hair for this company. <laughs> um, but it's it's an interesting match, but I think it'll move some more tickets uh, to do that on the Shinjuku Day show. Like, the hair versus hair match called me completely off guard. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they did, like, a white beater on a pole match, then maybe I would get it. But like, you know, Harris Terrace is a little yeah. White beater on a pole match is crazy. Yeah, Ken Oka would be all in. <laughs> a big true um, guy. <laughs> uh, but like I said, this Doikuma story is only getting. I only question it more, but I mean that's a good thing. I you know. They're definitely milking it to some big climax, whatever that is. Um, definitely don't think it's going to be next month. Uh, maybe Corican at the end of the year, but I don't really know. Because ideally, my thought process was always they should get the tag belts and, you know, Kenoka and such and such partner should overcome them. Uh, because I do think Oka's going to get like mini tag title runs. He might get like one SOG singles run, but I think he'll get like mini tag title runs. But I don't really know who and how we get there is the thing. So, really don't know how the story wraps up, but you know, I'm looking forward to the hair versus hair match and somebody's going to be bald. It's going to be great. Um, then the only other match announced for that show thus far at the time that we were recording. Um, is a return match from Oda Ward as uh, hentai punch drunkers are looking to get their belts back or hold the belts for the first time. 
uh, as they take on uh, Ground Absolute. You know, you know, Maiguchi and Sato, they were the first champions. Wada and Katsumura are the, first, are the second champions, the first to actually hold the belts, the physical title belts. Um, Maiguchi had said on Twitter when he lost to Kaisuke Ishii, he wanted to beat Kaisuke Ishii and use that momentum to challenge for the tag belts again. But he got the title match anyway, so I don't know what's going on here, man. I think it's just another thing of Sato's a big name, so like sell some more tickets, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, I'm not complaining because I really enjoyed the first match, but I thought it, thought it was just weird just to like pop the return match out there just like that. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a bit odd they did it so soon. Like, I mean, I I guess I don't hate it in the sense of like I don't think they're winning. Um, yeah. So it, it doesn't really, you know, do much. It, it, rather, it doesn't like, you know. It'd be a lot funnier if they just won. <laughs> it would be hilarious if they won. It's just like, you know what? Yeah, we lost, but like we didn't have the belts for real. So like I don't think that actually counts. Sacrifice and lead the weapon for another another inside punch drunkers run. Yeah, man. Might have to might have to might have to do it all now. I mean I mean my Gucci does deserve to hold an actual belt, but also Katsumura should just hold this title forever because he's too he's too saucy with the title. This is is what it is. Um. Also, Takuya Wada has a, apparently has this like entrance, and the crowd shouts shouts with, along with him, and it's beautiful. I didn't notice. I didn't know this was a thing until I watched one of the shows, and it was a match that he was in. I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Um. <laughs> anyway, that's the ten uh, one show. Uh, so far, I'm sure they'll announce a lot more in the coming weeks. But um. Uh, I mean, we could mention the Ganjo show, but you no, know, I'll keep that. We'll, we'll keep that under wraps. The, the full cards out there, just know that they, they, they cooked a little with this card. Um, we'll get into our MVPs and stuff uh, before we sign off here. I'll, I'll start with Maddie's first, and then I'll let you do yours, and then I'll close out with mine. And then, you know, we'll do what we need to do. So let me read Maddie's prepared statement before I give out all the first stuff. It says, hello. If either Mask or Zavi is reading this, it means that for whatever reason, I have yet another scheduled thing during recording or I'm dead. It's most likely the first. <laughs> and rather driving on the highway with my $50 mic and recording, she did that once. The, the audio is not there, but she legitimately recorded half of a podcast episode while driving once. Um, I will be getting them to read up my nonsense about GonPro in August and early September because I want them to, and I'm not pre-recording for them. <laughs> AKA, this month was the month we could have gotten our dream champion, and I want to say to Kenoka, I know where you live. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely a magic prepared statement. So, MVP, of course, Shinichiro Tomonaga. In the lead-up to the singles match, we didn't have much time to see how Tomonaga could match up with Kodaka. And that's kind of a problem I have with Kodaka's reign is he he, he just doesn't do preview matches. Um, but she goes on to say, with all the matches he's had, including this one, he's proved not only his skills improving, but also the ability to become champ once Oka isn't a pussy. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, top three matches, no order. You can just say my comments on these during the matches as they come up 
well too late we're done with that so <laughs> i'm just gonna say them now um first match she's got on here is alex lee mayuki versus natsu sumire and riara from the gone pro battle garega 2023 I don't know what it is about Alex Lee lately, but she's been on my radar for a hot minute with Ganjo, and I've been enjoying her presence with this tag. Shouts out, Mayu Yuki, for real, for real. She, she deserves more praise, and I want her so badly to shine with the title or, like, sign here slash DDT, to be honest. Nobody needs to sign with DDT. They just all need to come to Gone Pro. DDT doesn't need it. <laughs> they, 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 they've had a questionable yearbook, and so they don't need it good signings we need them all <laughs> um also i'm still so glad you know and i are on the same wavelength with this natsun riara uh tag team give them a chance with the belts once they get a win that's not happening but i appreciate her enthusiasm <laughs> um number two she has kaisuke ishii no fucking way versus tyson maiguchi from uh ganbari pro uh the triple cross 2023 there's not much I can say about this match beyond I truly wanted them to fight forever, not AEW trademark. I also appreciate the growth of Maiguchi. I always say this, but it's true, truly, especially in a matchup with such a legend. I agree. Then for the final match, she has Isami Kodaka versus Nishiro Tomonaga for the Spirit of Ganbari title. I feel like others would say I want to say what I want to say already, but truly Tomonaga is proper talented uh, and his title matches always prove it. Even when I th thought I knew the score of things, uh, he always uh, somehow manages to turn it around and impress me and I love it a lot. Also, if you are new to Gone Pro, please check out Vinny versus Tomonaga for the independent junior title. Also, Vinny versus Hagane. We're going to stop mentioning this Hagane versus Vinny match. I feel like that randomly comes up every episode now. <laughs> it's a good match. Um, I will give mine. Uh, my MVP this month was uh, was Yori. Um, I just think it was easy for her just because she was on like every show, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, so she just has volume over people, so it's easier to uh, to have good matches. Uh, but I think everything she did was was impressive. So I think uh, her is my MVP. Uh, is good. Um, as for the three matches, um, for number three, uh, I will have the. What was it? I will have the. Ibuki, uh, Ibuki Hoshi and Kaho Matsushita versus uh, Sukino Umino and Yapi tag match from the Ganjo show. Um, I just thought this was hard hitting. Uh, you know, everybody kind of, you know, gave it their all. They they beat each other's ass. I thought this was was very fun. Um, and under ten minutes, so yeah, again, you have no excuse not to to check this out. Uh, very fun tag match with the Ice Ribbon talent. Um. Then I have the six-man tag match of the uh, Takorozawa uh, Shopping Street Special. Uh, Mizuki Watase, Mune, and Takaiwa versus Kaisuke Ishii, Kanoka, and Saya Morihashi. I just thought this was super fun, just very chaotic, but in the best way. Um, and I, I said it when we were reviewing this show, but just like I feel like this is a perfect representative of like 
the very best of the six man tags that Gone Pro can really uh, can really do. Uh, so I thought this was this was a, a good spot to have this on here. Um, and number one will be Kaisuke Ishii versus Tyson Meguchi. I think that'll probably be on everybody's list. It was on Maddie's. It's on mine. Um, it's just it's hard to beat this. I think this is like one of the best sprints I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Just under 10 minutes. They're both going, you know, very hard. Um, you know, beating each other's ass. The last like this is a very short match, so it's it feels weird to say like the last couple of minutes, but like legitimately, like like the last like three or four minutes of this match were fucking just they were was so fucking hectic, but in the best way. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. I think this is a great fucking match. Uh, so yeah, those those are my uh, three matches for the month. Comes down to me. Do I want to swap anything? I guess I'm not. All right. So MVP, I went completely different from uh, both of these two. I went with Briara for her growth this month. Uh, she gets my MVP nod because, like I said, she was just a tremendous baby face. Um. Like I said, she's not even a year in. She's only a couple months into her career, so um, it's promising. Uh, like I said, wrestling, wrestling's hard. So like, uh, whenever she puts everything together, she's gonna be tremendous. She's gonna have that Harakaze role. Whenever Harakaze was on those GWC six man teams, where she would just get beat up all the time and then overcome it at the end. Uh, but uh, this month she had a really good month. Uh, as far as I thought, she grew a lot, and she's starting to understand. Uh, that she needs to be the underdog and uh, starting to piece that together. Um, for my matches, uh, can't believe me and Maddie were just in sync, but um, I have Alex Lee and Mayuki versus Riara and Natsu to go along with Riara's MVP case uh, just because of her performance in this match. Uh, that and I thought everybody held up, you know, their end of the bargain. It was, it was a good time. Uh, number this could have been number one. Um, but the finish kind of ruined it for me. Uh, we have the Spirit of Gambari title match. Uh, Shunichiro Tomonaga versus Isami Kodaka. I was all in for this being number one until the finish was Kodaka just showing Tomonaga his fingernails and Tomonaga passing out. Um, but uh, it was a really good title match. Like I said, uh, these Kodaka title matches keep exceeding the expectations, so that's good. Uh, and then number one, of course, it is Kaisuke Ichi and Tyson Maiguchi. Uh, Matt Scardi said everything I need to say. Uh, just a tremendous hard-hitting affair that you should definitely check out. It won't take much time out of your day at all. It is tremendous. Um, I almost had the exact same three you did, but I swapped out the... Um, well, no, I, I, I almost also had the um, six-man from the shopping center show. But I swapped that out for the Gonzo tag. So yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so yeah, that was uh stuff for this month. Uh next month we're going to do well, technically for this month, there's only the Gonzo show left. So we're gonna do that in the 10-1 show. Uh we're gonna we're gonna have to come up with a different name for this because it's not it's becoming not very monthly. <laughs> uh it's become like a month and a fourth. Um so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um don't really have any oh yes i do have stuff to plug um me and uh dylan over on the five star network just dropped a episode four of the no limit wrestling show and it is a special edition 
that is a co-branded thing with our Best Black Wrestling series. It's usually written, but we talk about matches from ACH in Japan. So you should check that out on the Five Star Network YouTube. Um, I have some ideas for non-Gonpro stuff that I want to do on the podcast. Uh, I already have some shows that I kind of want to talk about as we get towards the end of the year, but we'll see if any of that pans out. Uh, but other than that, that's all I got. You got anything to plug or say? Uh, not anything I can think of. Uh, you know, enjoy enjoy the graphs that you enjoy. Uh, have a good time. You know, enjoy enjoy life. Uh, you know, positive vibes and and all that jazz. But uh, other than that, no, I don't have anything to to plug. I mean, if you got nothing to plug there, I think there's only one thing left to say, and that's Shinichiro Tomonaga was robbed. Everybody have a good one. <laughs>